This is the Detroit Sports Podcast Network. The United Shore Professional Baseball League games at Jimmy John's Field are the fun family entertainment experience that you just can't afford to miss. It's Thirsty Thursdays, Firework Fridays, Live Music Saturdays, and Sunday Fun Day for the kids. And don't forget, kids get to run the bases after every game. And parking is always free. Jimmy John's Field in downtown Utica is your summer destination. Get your tickets today at USPBL.com. And welcome to episode number six of the USPBL podcast. I am your host, Vito Churko, and I am riding solo yet again for a second consecutive week as John Charles McAroon, my usual sidekick and partner in crime and fun, is still recovering from his vacation to Florida. So he had a good time and enjoyed himself with his family, and we'll be back on for next week's episode of the USPBL podcast. And with that being said, since he has missed two straight weeks of this podcast, I invited on two guests. So two guests for the price of one on this week's episode of the podcast. And with that being said, two members of the Utica Unicorns and assistant manager, Willie Martin. And he is the assistant manager to Jim Essien of the Unicorns. And then right-handed pitcher, Don Goodson, who has a terrific story to tell about his transition from shortstop to full-fledged pitcher in the USPBL. He is a man that has hit 98 miles per hour on the radar gun. He was discovered in a tryout at Jimmy John's Field last summer when he threw 95 from the outfield. Justin Oranduff, the director of baseball ops in the league, discovered him at that point and told him he better make the transition to pitcher, where he has succeeded mightily this year after struggling for the majority of last season with an ERA north of nine. He has gotten into a groove this year with an ERA below three. And with that being said, let me get to my interviews. And first, with Willie Martin. So Willie Martin, thanks for doing this with me here at Jimmy John's Field in downtown Utica. Now, to start off, how did you actually get to the United Shore Professional Baseball League to be the assistant manager of the Utica Unicorns? Yeah, well, thanks for having me, first of all. Um, it, it started back, I, I built a relationship with Jim Essien, who uh, is the manager of the Utica Unicorns, who I work with, and uh, I built a relationship with him back when I was in college. He tried to get me to play for him before the USPBL came about. Uh, I ended up going to the Frontier League, played there for three years. Um, after my time there, um, the USPBL was just, it was in his second year of operation and uh, Jim Essien was the manager of the Unicorns and uh, you know we had we had built a relationship so he knew that long term that I wanted to get into baseball as a career on the on the coaching side on the uh, player development um, or managing side so he, he kind of took me under his wing so I played here for about a month and uh, kind of uh, transitioned into the coaching role last season, and now I'm the assistant manager for him. And you mentioned you played in the Frontier League, another yes. independent baseball league. So I got to ask you, how does it compare to the United Shore Professional Baseball League here? And what are the similarities and differences between the two leagues? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I would say the biggest difference is just uh, the, the goal here is player development. And whereas there, it's to win baseball games um, and do whatever me- by whatever means necessary. And I think that can hinder a player's development, especially a young player right out of college. Um, it can hinder his ability to develop, especially if he has some facets of his game that need to be improved or could be improved. And uh, what makes this league special is that it definitely focuses on the player development aspect. And, uh, you know, we can identify um, strengths and weaknesses and, uh, you know, 
really market the players to affiliated organizations rather than just try to win baseball games and you know players don't necessarily get any better so it's a really special environment for that so really in other independent baseball leagues throughout the country they're not emphasizing the developmental side as much as the uspbl right Oh, no doubt. This is a one-of-a-kind, uh, you know, operation in terms of the player development side. And you played for Jim Essien then with the Utica Unicorns uh, for about a month, I believe, in 2017. Mm-hmm. So for a short period of time. So I got to ask you the difference between playing for him and now coaching alongside him. I would say it's not it's not that different, only because I had I had known him since for three, four, five years previous. I'd say three years previously. So we had just since we knew each other well enough to be comfortable. Um, it wasn't that difficult of a transition. Um, so I, I would say my experience is maybe different than others just because he knew he, he kind of took me under his wing and he was mentoring me to become a coach slash manager um, in, in the near future. So it was a little bit different experience. It was a mentorship more than anything. So speaking of that mentorship, Jim is a guy that played in the majors, actually managed the Chicago Cubs as well for a season. So what has he taught you so far about coaching? Well, he's really just changed my perspective on the game. Um, it's not really about when you're on the managing side, it's not really about you. It's about the players, especially at the at the lower levels of minor league baseball um, and, and the player development side uh, that goes into minor league baseball, like here at the USPBL. It's really not about, you know, you know, doing what you, whatever you can to, to draw attention to yourself and like you can't go up there and hit the home run so you got to just create an environment that guys can succeed in, that guys can be comfortable in to allow their skill sets to come out and I think uh, you know he's taught me that and uh, it's really it's really blossomed into something special here. What do your duties exactly entail as assistant manager for the Utica Unicorns? Well, really, it's uh, baseball, like anything baseball operations related, um, the day-to-day stuff with the unicorns, you know, um, game management. I, I would say really the player development side of practices every day, number one, um, game management. Really, I would say it, it's kind of everything that you can imagine that goes into coaching a baseball team, I, I definitely uh, take part in. Um, it's 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 hard, it's hard to like put into words because there's so many different facets to it because you have to manage you know a group of I think we got 20 guys so it's uh really managing 20 different personalities and have them come together so they can be be together in one environment that allows all of them to succeed and uh you know just excel like based on all their previous backgrounds and stuff so it's a unique uh it's a unique and difficult to describe position I was gonna say dealing with the players and managing their various egos and personalities Mm -hmm. as you had already noted now as part of this podcast I'm gonna be interviewing Don Goodson as well Mm -hmm. and talking about him and and his transition from shortstop to pitching now in the USPBL what kind of player is he and what does he need to continue working on in order to reach the bigs one day as a pitcher well, first of all, Donald is just a is a perfect example of how this league can really take a player and develop them into into all that they can become. He came in as a shortstop, as I'm sure you know, and he uh, came in last year at the Senior Showcase, and he has an unbelievable arm. He he's a second to none athlete. I mean, if our guys were to go take ground balls out there, I can guarantee you, you would think he's still a shortstop. It's just he's he's fun to watch in everything he does. You know, we've put him into pinch run before, and he steals the base. You know, we told him don't steal because we don't want him to get hurt, but he does it anyway just because he's so athletic he can do it um but he he's really just like took on took ownership of his pitching and he's really um worked with Shane Allen Justin Warren Duff 
and uh, really developed into a spectacular pitcher. And uh, I think his last outing, he was up to 97 miles an hour, which is outstanding. That's a major league, cali- major league caliber fastball. And, uh, you know, his development um, just is, is a great reflection upon the league. And I think um, if he had to work on anything, it's just continuing to fine-tune all of his pitches. Because um, if he can continue to do that, his fastball plays at the major league level, his breaking ball does as well, and his changeup is a work in progress that is very effective when he's commanding it well. So really fine-tuning his pitchability um, is going to allow his athleticism and his elite caliber stuff to play. A superb athlete, as mm-hmm. you said. I think he actually told me already before this interview with you that he hit 98 really? on he the radar have. gun. He may, have. he may have. He may have. So he's a guy to watch out for moving forward. And how about these guys in the velocity? How important is that for these individuals that are starting arms, relief arms, to throw with some zip, to reach 95 to 97 on the gun in order to reach the big leagues one day? Well, I think it's important that uh, our guys, I try to do my best to make sure these guys realize that the game is ever-changing, the game of baseball, and that goes at the major league level all the way down to the little like little leagues. The game is changing, and, and the players and player development strategies have to evolve with the game. And being as how the, the major, average major league fastball is harder than it's ever been, uh, roughly just a tick under 93 miles an hour, um, not only do pitchers need to throw harder to get to the major leagues, um, on, on average, obviously there's anomalies that don't throw as hard, but they have elite caliber stuff, but those are a rarity. Um, but the hitters need to be prepared to hit higher velocity pitching. And how do you, you have to prepare the hitters to, you know, have shorter swings, quicker swings, more explosive swings that allow themselves to, to hit pitches like that. So I think, you know, talking about velocity, it goes both ways. I think the pitching and the hitting, um, it's very important that we prepare pitchers not only to throw harder, but to throw harder for longer, stay healthy. And Justin Orndorff with the delivery value system does an excellent job of that with the help of Shane McCaddy and Alan Oaks. Um, they do an excellent job of, uh, you know, allowing pitchers to use their bodies and use energy correctly to throw harder. And uh, from the hitting standpoint, um, I take pride in allowing our hitters to, uh, you know, use energy the same way, use their bodies in a way that allows them to hit 93, 95, 97 mile an hour fastballs um, as if they were 90 mile an hour fastballs. Your word of advice to anyone that is looking to start playing the game of baseball today, especially among the youth, which I know there's been a deficit in terms of how many are playing nowadays or playing other sports such as basketball and football. So what is your word of advice to those young individuals that are looking to get into the game of baseball today? I would say it's uh, definitely to fall in love with the game. I think, you know, I, at a young age, I fell in love with the game, and that's what drove me to want to be the best at it. And it still does to this day. I, I mean, I love it. So I think, you know, not putting too much pressure on yourself to, like, do this or do that. If you really, truly fall in love with the game, you're going to, like, intrinsically have this uh, passion and uh, desire to continue improving and to be the best you can be at it. Now, your word of advice for anyone looking to join the USPBL today what do they need to know about ahead of time regarding the league well i think um what they need to know ahead of time is that they're gonna they're gonna come into a staff that is well educated in baseball that's versed in the modern game and that is going to do their absolute best to prepare them for affiliated baseball and hopefully uh you know be the the uh the kind of a trampoline a spring into you know affiliated baseball but also you know their future in baseball uh we're going to do our absolute best to allow them to develop and reach their potential 
So you're a coach right now, obviously in the USPBL. So I bet you have future career aspirations, potentially even to become a manager. And let's say at the next level with the big league club, uh, starting off in the minors, I would say. But I just put some words in your mouth. So you tell me specifically now, what are your career aspirations moving forward? Yeah, my goal is definitely to uh, to manage or be a general manager in the major leagues. Uh, I mean, I've been set on that, and I'm uh, working my butt off every day to uh, progress and to uh, become educated and uh, really to just continue improving on all. Like I said, there's a ton of different facets that go into coaching, but I want to become as well-versed as I can in terms of player procurement, scouting, player development, um, you know, Every single side of baseball that I can become good at, I want to be the best at it, and I'm going to continue and work my way up to the major leagues. Willie, I'll leave you with this. What is one unique thing about you that many people do not know? Oh, man. there's Making a, you think a little yeah, bit now here, lot, right? There's a lot. Um, well, man. Can be I, baseball or non-baseball related, which maybe it's yeah. easier to think of something that's non-baseball related. Yeah, if it's if it's non baseball related, it's got to do something with golf because I love golf. Uh, my sister actually is starting Q school this week, so that's kind of cool. So I'm pumped for her. Um, so shout out to my sister. Very nice. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, yeah, I love golf. Um, I'm from Tampa, Florida. I guess that's a little bit different. Different weather than Michigan, that's uh, for sure. I bet. And how's so, your golf game, by the way? Well, it was good uh, until Scott McDonald. Um, you know, he he he. He thinks he's a little bit better than me, but we'll see. He thinks he's better at probably a few things, right? He's a pretty good ball player himself. Absolutely, absolutely. He definitely is. Now, you can't golf as often now, right? Either in your role at the USPBL. I would imagine, I mean, you're busy, like you said, Mm day-to-day handling operations with the unicorns. So there's a reason right there, built-in reason or excuse for you why perhaps you're not as good. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Definitely, I'm saving the golf for the offseason. I'm focused on baseball and uh, being the best I can on the baseball field. Willie, great to hear. Great stuff from you. And best of luck the rest of the way this season with the Utica Unicorns. Thank you very much, and thanks for having me. And that was Willie Martin. And now let me get to my interview with Don Goodson. So first and foremost, thanks for doing this with me, Don. Now, when did you get started playing baseball? How young were you? Um, I was I was three years old when I first started. It was T-ball. And um, before that, like... Before I came to walk, I remember throwing the ball down the stairs to my dad and just picking up a baseball, trying to you know roll it around, throw it around. So, so I was young. I had to have been around like one years old. Wow. Yeah. So really from day one almost. I mean, day as soon one. as you could walk. And, yeah. and so baseball was your first love as well? Yeah, baseball. And I really love football a lot and uh, football and track. But it was between like baseball and football. So describe your journey in baseball for me. From where you started, you said in T-ball, obviously, to reaching now this level in the United Shore Professional Baseball League with the Utica Unicorns. Um, so when I first, when I was, when I started T-ball at three, I've um, been playing like every since then, I mean, every day um, as far as like, and then when I turned like seven, I remember my parents moving us to Arizona and for, I lived out there for five years so I can play baseball year round. And um, when I was 12, I played on the Coast to Coast team, went to Puerto Rico. And um, so I just been like, it's just been a journey, just traveling across the country, playing baseball. And, and I loved it. Yep. So moving out west to Arizona, you said playing in Puerto Rico as well. Yep. So overseas, how much of that helped you develop your game as you were able to play year round because of the great weather, which isn't as great and beautiful over here in Michigan, yep. as you know? Uh, well, just playing uh, all year round and playing against like, you know, a lot of good talent. Um, Helped me a lot just um, as far as like the uh, mental side and um, the physical side and just seeing like um, great talent and trying to compete is competing against good guys make you better as a player. So now 
originally born in Detroit then? Yeah. Then you came back here for high school. Yeah. You went to Detroit Mumford. Yeah. So being originally from Detroit, Don, what does that mean to you? My family uh, was born and raised in Detroit, so, and, um... It's so like a lot of there's a lot of talent, like as far as like the music side and just the history behind Detroit. I think it mean a lot. I mean, like, cause like when I go to other states and they ask where I'm from and I say Detroit, they they get real excited, like, wow, you're from Detroit. So I just think it's just a blessing to be from Detroit and have that behind behind my name. So you brought up your dad, and your dad's been playing with you since you were born. Yeah. So it sounds like he had a big influence on your baseball career. Mm-hmm. Can you describe that for me, the impact that he's made on you with your baseball career? Um, so my dad, he, he really loved the game growing up, um, and he played college ball. So, And like when I was like first born, when I, well, he used to tell me stories like when I was in my mom's stomach. He used to you know, talk to me and read baseball stories and tell me how I'm going to be great and stuff like that. So as soon as I was born, like, he just got right into it, and, you know, drilled it in my head like baseball that's what you're gonna do you're gonna be a major leaguer one day so I just kind of like you know was brainwashed at the same time but like I really love the game so brainwashed in a good way in a good way yeah was baseball your first word then when you uh, came out of your mom's womb I mean maybe it was if your dad was doing all that speaking to you been. while you were in her stomach but yeah, yeah. anyway so you went to college you played mm-hmm. at Northeastern Junior College and you played shortstop mm-hmm. pretty much from day one of your collegiate career yeah. and now you've made the transition full-fledged the pitcher mm-hmm. in the United Shore Professional Baseball League yeah. talk about how hard that transition has been and I guess specifically for you Don what has been the most difficult aspect of making that transition from shortstop to pitcher it's um well well you see like just playing shortstop every day you know you you throwing every day and and like I was like back in college you know I'd come in for like one inning or like you know what I mean so like just coming from shortstop and just pitching one inning like you're not really focused on like the mechanics and now you're just throwing you're just using your arm so like my arm I just I have like a lot of like arm problems not pitching correctly so now that I'm just strictly focused on pitching it helps a lot because like at first I didn't think I can do it because like when I come in for one inning, my arm would be sore for like a whole, for like two weeks. So like my first couple of outings last year, I come in and pitch like one or two innings and then I'll be sore. So I'm like, that's going to be tough, you know, like as far as like the recovery part. And then um, this offseason working with Justin Orenduff, he taught me a lot of like recovery uh, exercise and like band work and helped, helped a lot of my mechanics. So this year I've just been coming in, I'm able to pitch 100 pitches and feel good in three days. So. It's actually like just if you put the work in and uh, apply yourself and really, you know, buy in, um, it's, it's not that hard. Now, I believe I read that you came here for a tryout last year. So you played in the league last season and you were coming in as a hitter and you were shagging balls and you made a throw from the outfield in which you threw it in from the outfield at 95 miles per hour yeah. or something of that sort. So that is true. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, who's the guy that identified you throwing that hard from the outfield and then said, hey, man, you got to make the transition to pitcher if you can throw 95? Justin Orndove, he took Makes me sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a guy. Director of yeah. Baseball Operations in the USPBL. Mm-hmm. You already spoke about him as well a little bit before. Yep. What kind of impact has he made on you and the pitcher that you have become so far? Um, a, a huge impact because um, I didn't know what I was doing on the mound at all, like the mental side and the mechanic side. So like just working with him this off season. Um, and just picking up, like hearing them talk and teach me and just picking up knowledge from them and really learning the, the pitching side and the mental side of the game. And it helped out a lot. I mean, compared to this year and last year, it's a, it's a huge difference. And I wouldn't have been doing this without him. 
and we talked about it off the air. Your mm-hmm. ERA, and sorry to bring it up, but last year mm-hmm. was north of nine. Yeah. This year, under three. Yeah. So huge difference from mm-hmm. last season mm-hmm. to this year. And you brought it up yourself as well, something I didn't know about. Mm-hmm. You thought, you know, after throwing an inning, your arm started hurting. Yep. Mm-hmm. So what a difference, right? A yeah. year has made in this league for you, Don. And, mm-hmm. and what specifically you think has been the difference? And I can tell Justin Orendorf has made a big impact on you mm-hmm. and the, the strides that you've made from year one to year number two in this league. But what else has made a difference for you in becoming the pitcher that you have become today? I'm just really believing in the, uh, the um, process and putting in the work and working hard off the field in the weight room and stretching and doing the band work like Justin told me and just really really believing in believing in the dream like you know if you really want something bad enough you eventually get it and I just I really believe that so I just put in the work and you brought up the mental side as well Mm -hmm. there really is that mental grind Mm -hmm. and I think unless you're a guy going through it day in day out you don't realize that and I'm not this guy that played a bunch of years of baseball but I did growing up Mm -hmm. and I did realize myself there's a mental side like if you're not glued in mentally in the zone, you might make a mistake, yeah. have a mental lapse, and well, okay at the plate or make a, a bad play, a defensive miscue. And then as a pitcher, too, yeah. it might even be more important. So speak upon that, Don. How important is the mental side of things when you're playing baseball and the mental grind specifically when you're pitching? So um, <clears throat> the mental side is um, like your players is human, you human. So you're going to make errors. You can't let that um, get in the way of um, you only can we're really control the controllables really so like if I'm pitching and um, I throw a good pitch and the guy hit a ground ball or make an error or if I throw a curveball in the dirt and it get away from the catcher and for a strikeout and he gets the uh, first like you can't let that get in the way of like you can't let that get on the, you can't get down on yourself really and not just like other players making errors like yourself making errors like if I walk a batter I can't be thinking like oh I gotta throw a strike here no just do what you believe um Trust the process, like what you do in practice. Really, you make mistakes in practice so you can and um, get on yourself in practice. So in the game, you just let it happen. Just be free out there. So if you walk a guy, don't worry about, like, oh, I got to get the next guy. I got to throw a strike to this next batter. Just, you know, trusting yourself, throw your pitches, and just whatever happens, happens. Now, I bet you just said all that, but easier said than done yeah, at times, right? Yep. I mean, having a bad uh, half inning mm-hmm. of pitching yep. or just allowing a home run. Mm-hmm. I mean, how about the difficulty with bouncing back from that and telling yourself, okay, I allowed this home run or maybe two and a half inning, right? Mm-hmm. But I got to get back to doing what I know best. How hard is that at times to get back to pitching effectively? Mm-hmm. Well, me personally, um, if I um, give up a home run and the next better, I don't, I don't, I let that go, you know, because that, that's going to happen. It's baseball. And so I just focus on just getting the next guy out. I don't worry about like, oh, I just gave up a home run. I got to try to throw this pitch instead of that. I mean, each batter is different. I mean, if you give up a home run, that just that happens. It's just, it's just part of the game. So you can't let it get in the way. Because if you start thinking about that, then you're going to make another mistake. How important is film study? for you going into each game? Because now it seems like it's become more and more important about studying your opposition, the batters, and what they bring to the table. I think it's very important because um, you definitely, when you go out there on the mound, you want to know who you're pitching against. You want to know the hitters. And if you um, really study on film, you'll see like this hitter is real good on like fastballs in. So, you know, you work them away, um, off speed away or fastball away. And if he, you know what I'm saying, just to, just knowing your hitters, really, that's 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 important. Their tendencies, yeah. right, in so yeah. many words. Mm-hmm. Now, you told me off the air, 
You've hit 98 now on the radar gun yep. recently? Yep. Look at that. My yeah. God, man. So you bring the heat. What's your range, velocity range? From around, as a starter, um, 92 to 98. Okay, yeah. so that's a nice range there. Yeah. So besides for the fastball and that velocity, obviously you know it yourself, you need to mix in secondary stuff. Yeah. What are your secondary pitches? And, and overall-wise, Don, mm-hmm. what does your pitching arsenal consist of? Uh, well, my pitching is um, my pitching arsenal is my changeup and my curveball that works a lot, and I just added a cutter in it that's real good, it's real effective. Uh, broke a lot of bats with it, so uh, <laughs> I just them like my main four pitches right there: the fastball, the cutter, and changeup, and the curveball. So, how much do you work on each pitch? And does some of the pitches of those four take more? For you to get good at, and I know the cutter is a new one for you, as you yeah. just said. Mm-hmm. So that one, I would have to believe you're working on a lot more right now than the other pitches. Yeah. But just in general, how how much time do you have to devote to learning each pitch? Um, a lot of time. So like when you're playing catch, a lot of guys, they go out there and just throw um, four scene grips and just to warm up their arms. Sometimes I go out there and just do all change-up grips or... Uh, mixing the cutters with the uh, and the curveballs and get a lot of I do probably like around I say about 40, 40 throws each with just each pitch. So like uh, if I'm like some days I'll go out there instead of just throwing like all four scene grips like warming up I might just start off with the changeup and see how that's working. So like each day can be different. Like you know like in the game like some days your your curveball might not be on your changeup working well. So you might have to just go with that pitch uh, mostly. So you want to make sure every pitch is effective when you're warming up or trying to figure it out when you're warming up so in the game you never know what pitch might be your best pitch who do you study to learn how to throw those pitches that you named most effectively i mean i think of the cutter mariano rivera who threw just that one pitch in a fastball right two pitches Mm -hmm. the whole entire career stage leader in major league baseball history and a hall of famer now in the first ever unanimous selection the hall of fame off of two pitches and specifically just nailing that cutter and perfecting it Mm Who do you study at the next level of current and or past major league pitchers to learn how to throw your pitches most effectively? Uh, I study, um, so I study um, first pitcher is uh, Pedro Martinez, of course, uh, one of my favorite pitchers. And then I study uh, Max Scherzer and my teammate, Ty Hensley, he actually taught me the cutter, the uh, cutter grip. So I want to thank him a lot for that. And it's been working effectively. So. And uh, studying Mariano uh, Rivera, like like you named a guy like him, he's only got two pitches. So like that makes me think um, really all you need is two pitches to really get hitters out. And if your two pitches is real effective, then why not just roll with them two pitches? So like me, I've been focused mainly on my fastball and my changeup and the curveball and cutter just, just in case. So you brought up Ty Hensley. He's yeah. a guy that's been on the podcast yep. already, by the way, too. Mm-hmm. A guy that was in a major league club's farm system at one yep. point too with the Yankees yep. had these high aspirations, right, of becoming a frontline starting arm. Mm-hmm. So what have you learned from him through his stories about his trials and tribulations? I mean, I think I learned some stuff hearing his anecdotes as well about mm-hmm. persevering. Mm-hmm. He really has had to persevere and, and go through so many trials and tribulations. Mm-hmm. So for yourself, Don, what have you learned from Ty Hensley? Um, I learned that he's, uh, he's a fighter and uh, he's a believer. Like, if you look at it, listen to his story, it's extraordinary, like the like the stuff he's been through, and I think I think he's a great man for that. Like how he's still in the game and still playing, like he's definitely a motivation. So speaking of learning lessons, how about your manager of the Unicorns, a guy that actually managed in the big leagues yeah. for a season with the Cubs, Jim Essien? Mm-hmm. What have you learned from him so far? Um, I learned that. Um, well, I learned how the big uh, big league managers, you know, manage. Uh, I think Skip is a great guy. Uh, he uh, definitely been in my corner, uh, taught me a lot, and. You know, help out a lot, real helpful. And um, 
I just I enjoy playing for him. I think I, I, I love it. I love every minute of it. And your assistant manager is Willie Martin, who yeah. I just talked to as well for the purpose of this podcast, episode number six of the yeah. USPBL pod. What have you learned from Willie as well? Uh, Willie, uh, he's real helpful. Um, he helped out as far as like the players. He want the players to get better. Um, he's real, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The A good mentor or something yeah, else? Definitely a good yeah. mentor. But as far as like just letting you know what's going on and like as far as getting yourself prepared, he makes sure he he's uh, he stay on top of that. So like you know what's going on the next day. Like he's real on top of keeping everything in order. So what does he do then, day to day? I know in his role as assistant manager with the Unicorns, mm-hmm. he handles the day to day operation. So yeah. getting you and your teammates prepared. Mm-hmm. What does he uh, focus on specifically when it comes to that to game preparation? Um, well, just um, in practice, making sure the guys you know get all the work they uh, work they need. Um, he's definitely all for the players. So. Whatever a player need, like he'll spend hours with you just making sure you trying to get better, making sure you getting better and make sure you ready for the next for the next game or the next outing. So I think he's I think he's a great guy for that. So a good guy. A player's coach. Definitely, definitely a good guy. And a mentor. Yeah. In so many words. Along with Jim Essian. So you got two great coaches to oh, learn yeah. from. Yeah. What have they told you and Justin Orndorff as well about what you need to continue working on in order to reach the bigs one day, which I know is your dream, mm-hmm. obviously too. Yeah. Uh well just um as far as like just Staying focused on every batter, you know, um, don't take a batter off. Every batter you want to go at and stay locked in. So it's really just attacking all the hitters and staying focused. So I want to get to this now. As a young kid in Detroit, you see these kids growing up and to get them to play baseball, mm-hmm. what would you tell them is important to know and, and why should they play baseball? These kids that are growing up in Detroit nowadays. Uh, well, I think um, as a kid, just growing up playing baseball, don't get too focused on the mechanics side. Just have fun, be you, because every player is different. So just find out what kind of player you are, and the older you get, you will make them changes, and you will um, run across the right coaches that will help out. And just playing baseball, starting baseball as a kid, it will change your life as far as like just the brotherhood, the guys around you. It, like You just become a better man. Like Not just baseball. I'm sure every other sport is the same way, but – for me, I just love the game of baseball just growing up. So whatever sport you really love, you know, go for it and go all, go 100%. What has that brotherhood meant to you over the years, the impact that it's had on you? Um, well, just the guys, like, just being helpful and just always having a guy to call on. And it just, it just it, it like, you might be in a situation where you need somebody to talk to, and you know you got your player right there just to, you know, get you on your feet, whatever. If you weren't playing baseball, mm-hmm. what would you be doing right now? Probably either football or um, probably probably acting. Okay, acting probably, as well. Probably, probably get out of shot. Yep. So you got some favorite actors? I would have to believe I do, that. I do. Who are some of the guys that you like the most? Um, I like Denzel Washington uh, and Martin Lawrence. Very nice. So how about now getting to this field and talking about it, Jimmy John's field? How about the synergy over here and the energy in the ballpark, um, game to game? What is that like for you? Uh, I love it. It's uh, definitely a lot of energy every every game. The fans come out. They're really into the game. The uh, entertainment in between innings uh, is it's different. I love it a lot. So I'm just happy to be a part of it and be out there on the field and the fans cheering, cheering you on. So. so, Don, we've talked for a while here now. So I'll leave you with this question. It might be one that makes you think a little bit here, but what is one unique thing about you? that many people do not know. You might have already revealed your hand mm-hmm. when you brought up the acting and favorite actors like Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. But another thing, or maybe elaborating upon your acting interest and why that is the case as well. Well, one thing one thing about me is uh, 
I'm very, I'm very sincere. Uh, I really, I really, I really want to see people do great, and I'm real, I'm, I'm here to help, and I'm real helpful. So that's like the main thing. Like people probably wouldn't know, but I'm real, I real, I got, I got a big heart. So you're a good guy off the field. Yeah. And I can sense that just through mm-hmm. talking to you right now, very mm-hmm. personable and cordial with me. And and thanks for all the time. With that being said, and best of luck the rest of the way this season Appreciate with the unicorns. Yeah. Thank you. Great stuff right there from Don Goodson, and best of luck to him the rest of the way this season with the Utica Unicorns. And now to the promotions taking place from Wednesday night through Sunday afternoon at Jimmy John's Field in downtown Utica this week. Starting with Wednesday night, which is tonight, it is Guys Night Out and Two for One Wednesdays at the ballpark. And Guys Night Out is presented by High West Distillery. Tomorrow night, as in Thursday night, is Law Enforcement Appreciation Night. And what I love, and I've told you guys plenty of times now, but Thirsty Thursday at the ballpark, presented by Dave and Busters. Also, UCS Back to School Night and Blake's Hard Cider Tap Takeover, starting at 6 p.m. at Jimmy John's Field. To Friday now. And it is Suicide Prevention Awareness Night. And as usual, Fireworks Spectacular, which is presented by Metro by T-Mobile. To Saturday, which is Detroit Pistons Night at the ballpark, when the aforementioned unicorns are taking on Chris Newell's two-time defending champion, Birmingham Bloomfield Beavers. Then, in the final game of this week, it is the Westside Woolly Mammoths taking on the Beavers in a matinee at Jimmy John's Field as part of Sunday Fun Day and Minion Villain Party presented by Fairytale Entertainment. So, a ton of fun happening at Jimmy John's Field in downtown Utica this week from Wednesday night, that is tonight until Sunday afternoon. And you know what, guys? I just can't get enough of the Utica Unicorns. And the league, the USPBL, cannot either. As Utica Unicorns infielder Colin Rideout was named the USPBL Player of the Week for the week of August 13th through 18th after recording a 636 batting average for the week with two runs batted in, three runs scored, and one triple. He also finished with an impressive 818 slugging percentage and 636 on base percentage as part of a 17 game hitting streak that he is currently enjoying. Rideout helped lead Utica to a 2 1 record last week and a one game lead in the USPBL standings over the Birmingham Bloomfield Beavers and the Westside Woolly Mammoths. He posted two or more hits in every game, tallying a 3-for-4 performance against the Mammoths last Friday night. He and the Unicorns will be in action again this Friday, then also Saturday at Jimmy John's Field. Utica will first take on the Woolly Mammoths on Friday night, and then the Beavers on Saturday. Congrats to Colin on the Player of the Week honor, and best of luck to him the rest of the way this season with the Utica Unicorns. And guys, the season is rapidly approaching its end, by the way, as Championship Weekend is right around the corner, taking place September 6th through 8th at Jimmy John's Field.
And guys, that wraps up this week's episode of the USPBL podcast. It's been a pleasure, as usual, speaking with all of you. And hope you guys enjoyed my conversations with Willie Martin and Don Goodson of the Utica Unicorns. Guys, we'll talk to you again next week with my co-host, John Charles Macaroon, is back in the saddle. Adios. The United Shore Professional Baseball League games at Jimmy John's Field are the fun family entertainment experience that you just can't afford to miss. It's Thirsty Thursdays, Firework Fridays, Live Music Saturdays, and Sunday Fun Day for the kids. And don't forget, kids get to run the bases after every game. And parking is always free. Jimmy John's Field in downtown Utica is your summer destination. Get your tickets today at USPBL.com.